The Solution Word with Pastor Adama Segbeji. Pastor Adama has a passion to uplift people and see the body of Christ excel. His aim, to bring hope to the hopeless and solution to the nations. In this message, you will learn. God started with a vision. God had a vision of the kind of man he wanted to make before he made man. He said, let us make man in our own image. So where there is no vision, the people perish. Listen to me. If you perish this year, it's not because of a witch. It's not because of a wizard. It's not because of your family background. It's not because of where you are coming from. It's not because of the color of your skin. It's because you have no vision. Hallelujah. Father, we thank you for this opportunity to come before you. Release your word to us in a dimension we have never heard before. Transform our lives in the mighty name of Jesus. We give you praise in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Let's give Jesus some praise. And let's please be seated in the presence of the Lord. Well, you're welcome to tonight's teaching service. I'm really excited about what I'm about to teach. Uh, because this will transform your life tremendously. So for the next five weeks, we are not really going to rush. We're going to take time to dig deep into this in Jesus' name. Turn with me, please, in your Bibles to the book of Proverbs chapter 29, verse 18. The book of Proverbs chapter 29, verse 18. I read, it says, where there is no vision, the people perish. But he that keepeth the law, happy is he. I read it again. It says, where there is no vision, the people what? Perish. But he that keepeth the law, happy is he. And we are blessed by the reading of God's word. I'm starting a series that I have titled Vision. 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 Please write this down. This is a quote from uh, Dr. Otterbill, quote and unquote. He said, A blurred vision is equally as dangerous as having no vision. A blurred vision is as is equally as dangerous as having no vision. And then he went forth to say that ensure you have clarity of your vision in order to reach your desired destination. Ensure you have clarity of your vision in order to reach your desired destination. In other words, if you do not have a vision or you have a vision and your vision is blurred, it's 
as dangerous as having no vision. That means having no vision is dangerous. Are you following me? Having no vision is what? Dangerous. So it's important to have a what? A vision. Because the scriptures are clear. Where there is no vision, what happened? The people perish. Where there is no vision, the people perish. And it says that, but he that keepeth the law, happy is he. In other words, he that keeps the vision, he or she becomes happy. I'm going to read that same scripture in the Amplified. Proverbs chapter 29 verse 18. It says, where there is no vision, into brackets, no redemptive revelation of God, the people perish. But he who keeps the law of God, which includes that of man, blessed, happy, fortunate, and enviable is he. Where there is no vision, no redemptive revelation of God, the people perish. But he who keeps the law of God, which includes that of man, blessed, happy, fortunate, and enviable is he. Proverbs, same scripture in the message translation. In the message translation. It says, if people can't see what God is doing, they stumble all over themselves. But when they attend to what he reveals, they are most blessed. If people can't see what God is doing, guess what happened? They stumble all over themselves. But when they attend to what he reveals, they are most blessed. And this year, you will be blessed because you have a vision. There are four things we can derive out of that scripture. Four things. Number one is where there is no vision. In other words, your life is as dangerous as having no vision. You cannot live a life without vision. A life without vision is a life without direction. A life without vision is a life without purpose. That means, que sera, sera, whatever may be, may be. A life without vision is a life of frustration. If everyone is going somewhere, you just follow suit. For instance, if you buy a new car today and you see people driving, and you have no vision, you just follow them. But the question is, where are you going to? What's your destination? You didn't get up from your house today without a destination in mind. The destination in mind was your vision. Even God never did anything without vision. Even when God was about to make man in Genesis chapter 1 verse 26, God said, let us make man in our own image. 
That is vision. Let us make man in our own image. That is God's vision of a man. He said in our own image and after our own likeness. And this is what that vision is going to do. It says, and that vision, number one, is going to have dominion. That vision of a man is going to have what? Dominion. It said, and let them have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the fowl of the air, and over the cattle upon the earth. And let them have dominion upon everything that creeps upon the earth. Verse 27, he took it further. God took his vision further. The Bible says that, so God created man in his own image. And in the image of God created he, he male and female created he them. Now this is God's vision. At the time God was saying this, man was not on ground. Verse 28, God said, and the, uh, verse 28, the Bible says that, and God blessed the vision. The man and the woman were his vision. And God blessed them. And God said unto his vision, number one, be fruitful. Number two, multiply. Number three, replenish. Number four, subdue the earth. And then number five, have dominion. Do you see the vision and what the vision is supposed to do? Now, this was God's vision. Guess when the vision became a reality? Genesis chapter 2, verse 7. Genesis chapter 2, verse 7. The Bible says that, And the Lord God formed man. Aha. And the Lord God formed man. Now, he had a vision. He has to put his hands to making that vision become a reality. He had a vision. Vision, remember, is mental imagination. We're going to divine vision very soon. But vision has to do with the use of the, of the mental faculty to visualize your future. Oh, this is going to bless your life. You see, so God had the vision of a man. He wrote the vision down. He spoke about the vision. He communicated the vision. But the next thing God did was he formed man. God put his hands to the vision. God started working on the vision. So the Bible says that, and God formed man out of the dust of the ground. And God breathed into that vision. And that vision became a living soul. That vision became a living soul. Are you following what I'm saying? Are you following what I'm saying? So even God had a vision. God started with a vision. God had a vision of the kind of man he wanted to make before he made man. He said, let us make man in our own image. So where there is no vision, the people perish. Listen to me. If you perish this year, it's not because of a witch. It's not because of a wizard. It's not because of your family background. 
It's not because of where you are coming from. It's not because of the color of your skin. It's because you have no vision. You cannot blame anyone for failing this year. You remember the man that was at the pool for 38 years? When Jesus came to him and said, will you be made whole? He said, I have no man to help me. Now this was a pool, a, a, a place where there were all kinds of manner of sicknesses. Some were lame, some were impotent, some were crippled, some were blind, some were deaf, some were dumb, and you want someone to help you? He wanted someone to help him. Listen, if you're not interested in your vision, don't expect anyone to be interested in it. But it says, he that keepeth the vision, happy is he. You will be happy this year. Amen. I said, this will be your most happiest year ever. You will be happy this year. In the name of Jesus. Write this down. God is only committed to quicken into manifestation the vision you see clearly. God is only committed to quicken into manifestation the vision you see clearly. So that means if you can't see it clearly, don't expect God to do anything about it. Jeremiah chapter 1 verse 11 and 12. God said to Jeremiah, Moreover, the word of the Lord came unto me, saying, Jeremiah, what seest thou? What are you seeing in this year? Solution. God is asking you, what are you seeing this year? And so, pastor, I see nothing. You see nothing, you'll get nothing. You will only have access to what you see this year. If you see nothing this year, you will have nothing this year. So the Lord said unto, unto Jeremiah, what seest thou? And I said, I see a rod of an almond tree. Verse 12, then the Lord said unto me, thou hast seen well. So there are different types of seeing. There are those who are seen and not seen well. And there are those who are seen and seen very well. And God said, Jeremiah, you have seen well. And because you have seen well, I will hasten to perform what you have seen. This year, if you see it, God will hasten to perform it. And I pray for you that this year God will open the eyes of your understanding. God will enlighten the eyes of your understanding to see clearly. That's why Paul prayed for the Ephesian church in Ephesians chapter 1 verse 17 to 19. Ephesians chapter 1 verse 17 to 19. 
Listen to what Paul said to Paul's prayer. He said, that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give unto you the spirit of wisdom and the, and the revelation in the knowledge of him. The revelation there has to do with seeing. The revelation in the knowledge of him, verse 18, he says, the eyes of your understanding being enlightened, being open, being made visible, being open, being enlightened. My prayer for you this year, God will enlighten your eyes. I said, God will enlighten your eyes. He said that you may know what is the hope. You see, the only time you know what is the hope of, the, of his calling is when your eyes are enlightened. Amen. When you can see clearly now. It says, and, that, and, and once your eyes are enlightened, guess what happened? You know what is the riches of the glory of his inheritance in the saints. There are riches. But your eyes can't behold it until your eyes have been enlightened. And my prayer for you this year is that God will enlighten your eyes. God will open your eyes. Where others can't see, God will open your eyes to see. Hagar was by water. She was by a river. Ishmael was crying about to die right? About to die. And guess what? God opened her eyes and she saw the river. Abraham was about to sacrifice Isaac and God and the voice of an angel of the Lord from heaven said, Abraham do not harm the child. And the Bible says that and God opened his eyes and he saw a ram caught in a thicket behind him. The ram was there all this while, but until God opened his eyes, he could not see. I pray for you that God will open your eyes this year. That you will see clearly this year in the name of Jesus. So quick question we want to ask is, what is vision? Three definitions. What is vision? Number one, vision is the use, is the faculty or state of of being able to see. Vision is the faculty or state of being able to see. Number two, vision is the ability to think or plan the future with the power of imagination. Vision is the ability to think about or plan the future with the power of imagination. Number three, vision is a mental image of what the future will or could be like. Vision is a mental image of what the future will or could be like. So vision is important. Vision is important. Five reasons why we must 
have a vision or five reasons why you must have a vision. Number one, because without vision, people perish. Number one, without vision, people perish. Do you want to perish this year? No. So have a vision. <laughs> By now, you should have a vision. Number two, vision provides direction for life. Number two, vision provides direction for life. You see, when you have a vision, there is direction in your life. If, all, if, if your vision this year is to have a master's degree and all your friends are playing around, you know you have a vision. You won't play around. Yeah. It provides direction for life. It tells you where you are going. Yeah. So you are focused. Number three, vision provides structure for life. Vision provides structure for life. When you have a vision, your life is structured. You know, I have to go to work. I start work at 7 a.m. You know how far your work is. You know what time to wake up, get ready. You go to work, you come back. You know you have to study to pass that master's degree course or submit your thesis or whatever. Your life is structured. You don't even have time for TV. You don't have time for what's that thing they show on TV? East Enders. East Enders and what's the other one? Emmerdale. Or Holyoaks or Neighbors. You, you don't, your life is structured. Are you following me? Number four, vision takes out challenges out of your life. Vision takes out the challenges of life out of your life. Why? Because when you have a vision, when others are struggling, you will not struggle. Number five, vision produces energy for your life. Have you noticed that every time you have a vision, there is some form of energy from an unknown source. You are excited about the vision. And that excitement generates energy. You have energy to be able to accomplish that vision. So it's so critical that we have a vision for our lives this year. So critical. Now, first things first. We're talking about vision, but it's important that as Christians, our vision is structured. We cannot just, out of the blue, just have any kind of vision. So, as Christians, we must have first and foremost what I call a spiritual vision. Because Matthew chapter 6 verse 33, Jesus said, seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things that the world is chasing after shall be added unto you. The house shall be added. The husband shall be added. The wife shall be added. 
the children shall be added. So in our scale of preference, in terms of vision, spiritual vision is number one. Spiritual vision is number one. Matthew chapter 9 verse 37. So we're going to look at how to receive a spiritual vision. Because it's not enough just to talk about vision and not know how to receive a vision. Are you following what I'm saying? It's not enough to say, oh, vision, vision, you know, let's start the year with vision. But how do I receive that vision? How do I receive that vision? So we're going to look at how to receive a spiritual vision. And that will give you an idea how to be able to even receive a natural, a physical, an emotional, financial, uh, 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 physical, and all kinds of vision. Matthew chapter 9, verse 37. Listen to what Jesus said. Then Jesus said unto his disciples, The harvest truly is plentiful or plenteous, but the laborers are few. The harvest is truly plenteous, but the laborers are few. When Jesus spoke to his followers about the vision of the harvest, he outlined five steps. Five steps to, be, to enable them to receive the vision. In John chapter 4 verse 35. We are going to look at these five steps. This is so critical. This is so important. He outlined five steps on how to receive a spiritual vision. In John 4 35. Jesus said, Say ye not, there are yet four months. Then cometh the harvest. Behold, I say unto you, lift up your eyes when? And look on the field, for they are white already to harvest. In other words, stop procrastinating. Stop saying it will happen tomorrow. This year, if there is any vocabulary that must never come out of your mouth, is I will do it tomorrow. What you are supposed to do today, don't say I will do it tomorrow. Anytime that word come out of your mouth, kick yourself. No matter how tired you are, if you've given yourself a vision to read a book a month, and you are tired and it's 1 a.m., and you know you are supposed to read four pages or a chapter, don't sleep. Don't procrastinate. Don't say you'll do it tomorrow because you don't have tomorrow. Are you following what I'm saying? You don't have tomorrow. Yes, every vision is timeline. We'll go into that. We'll see that every vision has time associated to it. Remember, God told Habakkuk, Write the vision, make it plain. He said, at the end, that's time, it shall speak. At the end, we'll get into that later. So what you have to understand is that, yes, the vision has time associated to it, but that should not give you the premise to procrastinate. When are you going to marry? Next year. When are you going to have your degree? Next year. When are you going to uh, build a house? Next year. Why not this year? 
Why everything next year? Why everything next week? Why everything next month? You, you and I don't have tomorrow. Tomorrow only belongs to God. It's not guaranteed. That's why we say by the grace of God. But if you have today, this is why every day of my life, I preach like it's my last day. I don't know when he's going to call me home. I believe I'm going to live up to 120, but that does not give me the, the, the permission to just come and do anything. No. No. It's taken me years to prepare this message. I have not just come to stand before you one day and I'm preaching. Yes, and I've gone back to rehearse and to add more and to take things out of it. It's taken years. Minimum, I've invested from last week till this week, not less than 100 hours on this message. Not less than 100 hours. From the beginning of the year. Are you following what I'm saying? Standing, preparing, making sure I give you something that will help you to become something this year. And I pray for you that this year you will not be the same. In the name of Jesus, I come against every spirit of procrastination. Any spirit of laziness that causes you to procrastinate from today it is banished out of your life. Whatever you have set out to achieve this year, you will achieve it in the name of Jesus. So what are the five steps on how to receive a vision? Number one, it says, say not ye. Number one, say not ye. <laughs> say not ye is those who always talk about the vision. This year I'm going to go to the gym. I'm going to go to the gym. Last year, I'm going to go to the gym. This year, I'm going to. Last year, you said, I'm going to go to the gym. Oh, oh, I'm going to go to the gym. You look at yourself in the mirror and say, oh, I'm going to go to the gym. Oh. <laughs> but it never happened. Say ye, say ye not. You know, there are those who always talk about what they are going to do. Their vision. Oh, last year, last year. Remember the things you said last year? Go check your expectation card. Go check your vision board last year. And the things you said you would do. How many did you do? Say ye not. Say ye not. <laughs> Just do it. There's no need to keep saying, oh, I'm going to the gym this year. Oh, I'm going to lose weight this year. It has been stated that those, everyone that makes New Year resolutions, by the second day of the year, Maximum the seventh day of the year. All those new year resolutions goes down the drain. So what's today's date? So we are 10 days into the new year already. Every new year resolution they made last year into this year. Oh, this year I'll never eat chocolate. Go and look in their fridge now. They have different varieties of chocolates. So number one, say ye not. Number two, there are not yet four, four months. The second step is there are not yet four months. Then cometh harvest. Number three, behold I say unto you. Behold I say unto you. Number four, lift 
up your eyes. And number five, look on the fields for they are white already to harvest. So let's look at them step by step. Step one, remember we are looking at how to receive a spiritual vision and that will help you to receive other visions as well. Step one, it says, say not ye. John chapter four, verse 35, Jesus said, Say not ye, there are yet four months, then cometh harvest. Behold, I say unto you, lift up your eyes and look on the field, for they are white already to harvest. Many believers spend their entire lives talking about the harvest. They are like a labor crew trying to gather a harvest while sitting in a barn. They go to the barn, the barn represents the church. Each Sunday morning, they come, they hear bigger and better methods of winning souls or achieving their dreams, having a vision. They sharpen their harvesting sickles. They come to church, they hear a message, they're excited about it. They go home and they do nothing. They come back for a midweek service. They hear the word, they hear the teaching. They hear, they hear fantastic message. When you ask them how was church, they say it was powerful. Today it was like an angel was speaking through pastor. Today it was like God himself was there. Pastor's revelation was phenomenal. I've never heard it like that before. But what do they do with it? Nothing. So you say it's like they come, they hear, and they go and do nothing. What are they doing? So it's like a farmer. A farmer comes sharpens their agricultural tools. You come to church, you are sharpened. You are provoked onto good works. You are challenged. You are told you can make it this year. You hear the word. You hear the word. You say to yourself, I'm going to do it. But by the time you get out of the door, the devil steals the word. You go back home and then you are frustrated. And the thing about that is that they go back, they go back and forth. You know, they receive better methods, better, better ways of doing things in life, and yet they return home and do nothing. And then guess what happened? Their weeks become months of hearing the same thing, and months become years of hearing the same thing and doing nothing. And the sad part is that all they do is they talk about it. This is my vision for the year. It's our year of influence. It's our year of this. It's our year of supernatural. It's our year of this. Oh, this is my year. This year I'm going to buy a house. This year I'm going to marry. This year is this year. This is my year. This is my year. They, they sing about it. They have slogans. They have all kinds of things. All they are doing is say ye not. Say not he, say not he. They talk about the vision. Remember God said, let us make man in our own image after our own likeness. Genesis chapter 2 verse 7. And God formed man. He put his hand to the plow. You've talked enough. It's time to Put your mouth, your hand to where your mouth is. 
You know, there are many people who are saying, oh, I'll start a business. Two years ago, they said, this year, I'll start a business. Five years ago, they said, this year, I'll start a business. And they are still saying it. I'll start a business. I'll start a business. And they have never started. There are those who say, this year, I'll take a step of faith. I'm going to start my own company. But they are comfortable in the boat. Like the other disciples. Like Peter. They are scared of stepping out. They say what if I step out on the water. And I sink. What if you step out and you don't sink. Someone wrote something very interesting. On social media. um, About 10th anniversary. I think it was my wife. Uh, that has to do with obedience. Which I never saw like that before. She said, you have obeyed God. You took a step of faith 10 years ago. Obeyed God. Stepped into ministry, not knowing where, who is going to feed you, where nothing is going to come from. But you obeyed God. You took a step of faith. And today, there are hundreds, not only hundreds, there are thousands not only thousands, there are tens of thousands, not only tens of thousands, there are millions benefiting out of that one act of obedience. If 10 years ago I was still saying, say ye not, say ye not, I'm going to say, oh, God have called me into ministry, I'm going to start. I'm going to start. I'm going to start. I'll still be saying I'm going to start till now. And there are many people like that. All they are doing is saying, listen, talk is cheap. I said, talk is cheap. It's time to get involved in the actual vision. It's time to step out and do something. If you said last year you're going to go to the gym, don't say this year you're going to go to the gym and don't go. If that's your vision. If you ate 100 kg of bags of rice last year, this year reduce it to one. (laughs) Pray, are you following what I'm saying? Reduce it to one this year. Have a vision, even what you're going to eat, how you're going to eat. Have a financial vision. What's your financial vision this year? You can't say, I want to be a millionaire and you are earning 20,000 or 30,000 a year and not doing anything with that seed of salary you are getting every month. What you are getting a month is a seed. It's not a harvest. Like I've always taught you in this church, minimum you must have four streams of income. Go to the book of beginnings, Genesis. In the garden of Eden, there were four rivers. Four rivers. Four streams of income. Yes, you're going to work. You're being paid each month. Praise God for that. But there must be other streams of income. Use what you are earning to start something. There are all kinds of businesses. You know, do you, oh, there, are, there are so many businesses these days you can do from home. 
without stepping out. How many of you know that? Start something. Stop talking because talk is cheap. This year, have a spiritual vision of being a soul winner. How many souls are you going to win this year? How many souls, how many hours are you going to pray this year? How many days of the week are you going to fast this year? Or how many days of the month are you going to fast this year? Don't just eat, eat, eat. Jesus said, this kind cometh not out except by prayer and fasting. So there are some things that will not shift until you fast and pray about it. Don't say your fasting is past. That's why the devil is playing with your destiny. You have no spiritual power. You have no spiritual power. You are so cold. Cockroaches are feeding on you. The devil is feeding on you. Have you, have you ever seen a madman walk into fire before? Have you ever seen one before? No matter how mad they are, when they see fire, they know fire. No matter the level of their madness, when a madman sees fire, he will not walk into fire because you know this one, it will burn. When you are hot, no devil can come near you. When you are spiritually hot, no devil can come. You see, the devil has been playing on your field for so long. Playing on your leg. Today your leg is aching. Today is your waist. Tomorrow is your tummy. Tomorrow is your neck. Come on, be spiritually on fire this year. Put some fire in the oven. When the devil comes here, he sees fire. He will not come near you. He knows this one is full of fire. The second step, step two, is yet four months. Yet four months. In order to become part of this spiritual vision, you cannot delay it. You cannot procrastinate it. You cannot wait until some future time to become involved. Especially for us as church, as a church, as Christians, souls are perishing every day. There should be no day you come to church and you see one empty chair by your side and you are happy. That empty chair by your side is a soul going to hell. Souls are dying in sin now. For many, tomorrow will be too late. Put in the sickle for the harvest is ripe. Come, get you down for the press is full, the vats overflow, for their wickedness is great. Multitudes, multitudes in the valley of decision, for the day of the Lord is near in the valley of decision. Joel chapter 3, verse 13 and 14. There are multitudes in the valley of decision. This year, draw someone to Christ. Listen. Without any spirituality, without any spirituality, you have minimum an influence over eight people. Minimum. The less people you can influence is eight people. 
who when you tell them follow me, they will not ask you why. Every human being can influence minimum eight people. When you tell them follow me to church, they will follow you. They will not ask you why. Because they trust you. They've known you for years. They know that what you are saying has a significant benefit on their life. So this year, use your influence wisely. Remember, it's our year of what? It's our year of what? It's our year of what? Influence. So use your influence to invite people to Christ. Let me say this. If you are in church every weekday or every Sunday, that means there's something good coming from the place. Don't enjoy it alone. Don't say there are four months. Don't say next year, next week you invite your friend. Invite them when? Now. Don't procrastinate on your vision. Do it now. Put in that application now. You are scared. Will I be rejected? How would you know you will be accepted if you don't put in the application? The Bible says in the book of Proverbs, the lazy man has said there is lion on the road when he has not even gone out. You see, most of the time, people give them, themselves excuse to fail even before they start. What if I fail? What if people laugh at me? Can you imagine what would have happened if Peter had said, what if I drown? Would he have stepped out? No. It's better to step out and accomplish something and fail than not to start at all and fail and people laugh at you. One thing I knew is that I can never be a failure. With God on my side, the scriptures are clear. With God, all things are possible. Not some things. All things are what? Possible. And listen, God is on your side. That's why God told Joshua. He said, Moses is dead. Last year is dead. Forget about last year. Last year is gone. You made some mistakes last year. Yeah, praise the Lord. It's gone. You have a new year. Moses is gone. You have a new year. You have a new opportunity. You have a new grace. Start something new this year. Don't start looking for excuses of those who did it and fail. What if when you do it, you succeed? That's what God said to Joshua. Joshua 1.8 This book of the law shall not depart out of your mouth. You shall meditate therein day and night. Day and night. Day and night. Meditate on the vision. Day and night. Meditate on the vision. Day and night. Meditate on the vision. Day and night. That thou mayest observe to do. You see, the more you meditate, the more you are energized to do. The more you meditate on the vision, the more you are empowered, the more you are energized to do what you are meditating on. It says meditate upon the word, upon the book of the law, day and night, and 
observe to do according to all that is written therein. For then thou shalt make your way prosperous and then you shall have good success. Your prosperity is in your own hands. Your good success is in your own hands. It's not in the hands of anyone. I heard this, this um, doctor, maybe you've heard of her, Dr. Caroline Leaf, said, for any vision to become a reality, you have to call it back to mind minimum every 17 seconds. <laughs> you have to call it back to mind minimum every 17 seconds. <laughs> the average Christian does not read eight books in a year or in their entire lifetime. The average millionaire reads 24 books a year. The average millionaire read how many books? 24 books in a year. So you want to become a millionaire? Say, as for me, it's by spirit. It's good to be by spirit. It's not by might. It's not by power. It's by the spirit of the Lord. You are a lazy, lazy Christian. Lazy. Sometimes, 1 a.m., 2 a.m., I'm still reading. I'm still reading. 1 a.m., 2 a.m., I'm still reading. This year, I've, I've read many books of the Bible already. I've gone through not less than five books already. Five books of the Bible, I've finished with it. One day I finished the whole of the epistles this year already. The whole entire epistles. I finished all of them. My vision is minimum. I'm going to write one book a month this year. In addition to all the books I'm reading, I'm going to write a minimum of 160 page book once every month this year. What's your vision? Don't say amen to mine. Say amen to yours. Say amen to yours. How many books are you going to read this year? Don't just say uh, spirit, spirit, spirit. No. God is a thinker. And God made you to be a what? A thinker. Stop. Let's, let's listen. Listen, Jesus said, Jesus said, let men see your good works so they may glorify your father which is in heaven. Don't give people an excuse this year not to become a Christian. When they see you as a Christian, there must be something about you that attracts them to God. 
So stop procrastinating. Call your vision every 17 seconds. This year, let your brain work. Even God said, come, let us reason together. Be a Christian who thinks. Reason. Use your mental faculty. Don't be lazy this year. Don't allow laziness. Stretch your brain steady. Anywhere you are and you are asked a question, be ready to answer relevantly. There was a time in my life I read everything about the immigration law in this country. I knew all the immigration laws. And I know members of the church will go to immigration lawyers and then the immigration lawyers will be telling them what to do. And I said, no, this is wrong. Because I had read all the laws on immigration. At one point, if I decided to become an immigration lawyer, I could be making a lot of money. You can't say, I'm a pastor. So, no. I remember many years ago when we started the church. A a member of the church came and said, oh, my sister had a, a stillborn. And I said, praise God. I was excited. I never knew what a stillborn was. (laughs) I was so ignorant. I never knew what a stillborn was. After I went home, I thought about it. I said, my goodness. I started kicking myself. I said, from today, no church member will be more intelligent than I am in any field. Are you following what I'm saying? So since then, this was maybe year one or two, three, four, four months. Later, I could justify it and say, well, Bible says in everything we should give thanks. But to be honest with you, she never knew I didn't know what stillborn was. Later, I went and I said, what is stillborn? Why? The lady's face is not happy. Why am I saying praise God? And then I went and researched and I understood properly. You see, God is raising end time pastors who will be able to eloquently, eloquently dispense economic solutions to the nations. I'm telling you, a time is coming in this in this church when I preach on a Sunday. It will be on the newspapers on a Monday. Amen. I'm telling you. And how is that going to happen if all I'm doing is spirit, 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 by the spirit. Hallelujah. Shaking a little bit. Spirit is not about shaking. Don't go into church and all you're doing is hallelujah. Shaking. When you get outside, are you telling me the spirit is not there? He's everywhere. He's omnipresent. So why don't you shake hallelujah outside? Why do you only shake hallelujah inside the church? Go and check Daniel. How was Daniel influential for presidents? Not through ignorance. He was highly intelligent. How was Joseph able to influence the whole of Egypt 
for your information then Egypt was the center of civilization the most educated were in Egypt how come a slave a foreigner came outside and was able to prescribe the economic solutions for the entire world when he was in prison he was studying when he was in Potiphar's house after cleaning he was studying he was reading that's why when 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 Pharaoh called Joseph out of prison, he shaved himself because he understood the culture of the people. Some people have missed it. They are too spiritual. Some people don't like beer. You go and stand in front of it. They say, hey, this is how I am. If you don't like me, just take it. Do you ask for me? This is how I talk. If you don't like it. No, you are ignorant. You are ignorant. You will not go far. I remember the first time we went on Premier Christian Radio. I was about the second black man that was on Premier Radio then. The first was Pastor Matthew. The second. Before I went on Premier, they said if you are going to go on Premier, you cannot shout. You cannot shout. You have to talk. Because there's a particular audience. Are you, are you following what I'm saying? Are you following what I'm saying? This is where many of our people have missed it. Why is this church a multiracial, a multicultural church? Because you have to understand the people before you can reach them. There are, there are extremely highly intelligent people in this church from different nations. Do you think it just happens? You don't just get up and say, praise the Lord, hallelujah, if you don't like it. No, 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 no. This year will be different for you. Amen. I said this year will be different for you. Amen. You will not be an empty Christian this year. Empty symbols make the most known. This year, every time you come into service, after every service, something will be provoked inside of you. The Holy Spirit will provoke something inside of you. And I see God doing it already. God will provoke you so much, you will begin to do what you have never done before. As a matter of fact, I prophesy over you this year, I see you achieving great things in this year that you never achieved 10 years ago. The whole 10 years combined, the things you will achieve this year, you have never achieved it in the past 10 years. I see the spirit of the Lord quickening your steps this year. In the name of Jesus Christ. So shall it be. So it's time to stop procrastination. We don't have four months. You don't have four months. We have now. Step three. Step three is I say unto you. Remember we are still in John chapter four. Verse 35. Step three is I say unto you. God's way are different from those of men. God says for my thoughts are not your thoughts. Neither are your ways my ways saith the Lord. For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts than your thoughts. Isaiah chapter 55, verse 8 to 9. 
Men talk about spiritual harvest or spiritual vision. They delay it. But God says is now. What God says is different than what man says. God says now is time to lift up your eyes. That's step four. Step four is lift up your eyes. You see, if you are ever going to see any vision this year, you cannot bow your head down. You have to lift up your eyes. Have you noticed that every animal that God made, they look down. It's only human being that looks up. All animals look down. A dog down, a lion down, an elephant down, a horse down. It's only human being that when God made, we are made to look where? Yeah. Think about it. So God is saying, lift up your eyes now. Stop looking down. Looking down is regret. Looking down is disappointment. Stop looking down. There is nothing down there. Revelations 4.1, he said, come up hither. Come up hither. Lift up your eyes. This year, lift up your eyes. Be, be intentional about your vision this year. Be bold about your vision this year. Don't apologize for your vision this year. You might be Joseph. You tell your brothers you are going to bow before me. They might not like you. They might laugh at your vision. But don't apologize for your vision this year. Sunday I'm going to share the vision of this church with you. For the year. And it is something like we have never done it before. We cannot be in our 10th year and be doing vision like a baby. It's time to influence the world. I said it's time to influence the world. That's why by the grace of God we are reaching millions across on TV, globally. That's bold vision. Don't look at where you are. Don't look at what you have. Believe God for big things. Rise up and, and possess the nations for Jesus. Let people know this year that you are a Christian and you are not ashamed of it. You were made in the image of God. You might have a private jet. I might be flying economy now. But you can't look down on me. We were made in the same image of God. You might be in business class, first class. I might be in the far, far, far economy near to the toilet. But we're still made in the image of God. Are you following what I'm saying? Don't allow anybody to look down upon you based on your background, based on where you are coming from. You are made in the express image of God. Lift up yourself. Stop looking down on yourself. You are not inferior to anyone. You are not inferior to anyone. You were made in the image of God. Jesus died for you. Jesus purchased you with his precious blood. Are you following what I'm saying? Don't be intimidated this year. Don't be intimidated by other people's vision. Focus on your vision. Ask God to give you a vision this year and just focus on it. 
listen, one of the smartest ways the devil distracts us is to give you another vision. Don't have too many visions. Just have one vision. That's why God never gave you four eyes, two in front, two behind. If God had given you four eyes, two in front, two behind, you would be the most confused person. You don't know whether to go forward or to go backwards. Are you following what I'm saying? The quickest way for the devil to steal a Christian's dream is to give him another dream. It's a dream. Oh, you're a dreamer. Dream again. Dream more dreams. So it's time to lift up our eyes. It's time to see far. God told Abraham, it's a lift up your eyes. Genesis 13, 14 and 15. From where you are and look northwards, eastwards, westwards, for as far as your eyes can see, to you will I give it. Hallelujah. Your vision will not die this year. Any vision in you that has been dead, I decree it's been quickened now. The Bible says in the book of Romans chapter 8 verse 11, it says the same spirit that resurrected Christ from the dead draws in you. That same spirit will quicken your mortal bodies. It will revitalize your mortal body. So therefore, I decree every dead dream, every dead vision bounce back to life today. It comes back to life today. In the name of Jesus. The last step is step five. It says, look on the harvest. Look on the harvest. Turning your eyes from destruction to the harvest field is not enough. You must really look at the harvest. You must see the well through the eyes of God. Many do not have spiritual vision because they have not really looked. They have not recognized their personal responsibility to the harvest field. They have not considered the conditions of the harvest field of our well today. So it's time to look. Keep looking. Have you noticed that when you're driving and you see an image from far and you keep driving towards the, the same direction, that image become what? And you keep, still keep looking, that image become clearer and clearer. So keep looking. Oh God, this is powerful. Keep looking. Amen. Second Corinthians chapter 3 verse 18 it says, we all with an open face, beholding us in a glass, 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 the glory of God, we are changed into the same image from glory to glory. Of First Corinthians 3.18. How does that happen? We keep looking. We keep beholding. Don't stop looking. Don't stop seeing the vision. Keep looking. Keep looking. So finally, 
To receive a spiritual vision, five things. Number one, you must not just talk about it. No more talking. Just what? Do it. You've talked enough. Talk is cheap. Just do what? Just do it. Number two, you cannot delay it. Stop procrastination. Don't delay it. Number three, you must listen to what God says. The challenges he presents when he cries. Whom shall I send and who will go for us? Isaiah chapter 6 verse 8. God is always looking for someone to send. Number four, you must lift up your eyes from the distractions of the world to the harvest field. Don't be distracted this year. Don't allow anything to distract you. Focus. 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 One man of God says, if you focus in life and you burn, people will come and see you burning. Just focus. Be a master of your field. At your workplace, be the master of something. Let everyone in that workplace come asking you. Listen, if you repeat the same mistake twice, then you are not going anywhere. Don't repeat the same mistake twice this year. Let that be part of your vision. That this year, I will not repeat the same mistake twice. Don't allow anything to distract you. Focus this year. Number five, you must look at the fields of the world through the eyes of God. Look at the fields of the world through the eyes of God. This year will be your great year. It's time to focus. It's time to pursue God like never before. Remember, where there is no vision, the people perish. But he that keepeth the law, happy is he. If you want your life to be happy, keep the vision. Work on your vision. Put your hands to the vision. And God will make it happen. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Did you receive it today? Let's give Jesus a better praise. Hallelujah. Let's rise up on our feet. Thank you so much for taking time to listen to The Solution Word by Pastor Adama Segbeji. For prayer or further details, please call us on 01293-885000. Or why not visit us this Sunday at 10 a.m. at Solution, Barnfield Road, Northgate, Crawley, RH10, 8HQ. Your experience at Solution is sure to be a time of great blessing. Solution, bringing hope to the hopeless and solution to the nations.